Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. I am your host, Raphael Harry, and I would like to give a shout out to all our frontline, uh, all our workers on the front lines, and um, our people out there fighting for our rights. We love each and every one of you, and you know, we just um, appreciate all the good things that you guys are doing, and we're saying thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So today's guest is someone who, um, you know, we, we uh, every time you know people complain about the algorithms and you know the um, the, 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 big, the big brothers watching you from YouTube and Google and um, Facebook and all that, and you know, yeah, yeah, we, we, I get it. And sometimes I've been that guy, and then sometimes it works out for good. And, you know, I have a spouse in Germany and uh, who's from Germany, I mean. And um, so I do watch, try to watch lots of content from Germany because my daughter, she's, uh, she was made in Germany, and, but uh, she's from Brooklyn. And, um, you know, I want her to connect to our German side of the family. And so, you know, in trying to expose her to content, every time I'm looking for content uh, from Germany on, on YouTube, and I'm always looking, uh, watching people who live in Germany and all that. And then one day, Germany, um, YouTube recommends this video, and it says, Soldier of Life. And I'm like, huh? This, this looks interesting, but who's this guy? It's a black guy, though. Oh, well, okay, maybe, maybe I'll give it a try. Maybe. And I'm, I was quite bored, you know. I felt like maybe I don't want to jump into the YouTube dark hole, you know, the, the rabbit hole thing. And then, you know, I watched one video. And it's like, wow, it's quite good. It's quite interesting. And then maybe I watch another video. You know, my daughter was quite, you know, she was in a good mood. So she wasn't like, hey, dad, you're supposed to, you know, she, she's barely, she's going to be two this coming Sunday. And, you know, she, she usually demands the remote, you know, it's supposed to be my time. And she, she played along and I got to watch like um, four or five videos that day. And I was like, yeah, this is, this guy actually did the stuff that I used to dream of doing when I was in Navy <laughs> that I almost did before, <laughs> before I settled in Brooklyn. <laughs> so um, without much further ado, I introduce Kaleem Chris Cotton, who is popularly known yes, as Chris, sir. the soldier of life. And um, he's a guy who his videos are about honesty, um, an energy that is, is just—I I don't know—you you, can't—you can't be—you uh, can't be sad you, watching his videos because he just brings an authenticity that makes me appreciate a brother when I just watch his videos and. I just want to, I just knew that there was no way, because I, I I watched him for about two months and I was afraid, like, you know, maybe I should reach out to him. And I was like, I don't know if I, maybe he might not, <laughs> he might not respond, you know, he might, he might be a big dude already in the game. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I just got to reach out to this dude. But when when you, you watch, go check out his videos on YouTube and you understand why I say this, but he's a guy who I just appreciate him. He's an army veteran. And he's done things that I believe a whole lot of us wish we've at least given a try before saying, okay, I'm not going to do it. But he went out there and did it. And he's taking steps that 
I believe makes the world a better place. So he's um, also a, a, a parent, and his um, his daughter is about in, in the same age range as mine. So there are a lot of similarities that I've that I saw in him, and I'm like, yeah, this is someone who he, he, he. I just had to bring him on. I just had to bring him on, and I'm honored to have him in the studio today, and it's just a pleasure. So thank you for coming thank on the podcast. And um, how you doing today, Chris? I'm doing very well i'm doing very well thank you so much for that intro i couldn't have done it any better myself i don't even know how to what to say i'm all flushed now i'm nervous but no it's very i'm doing very well thank you very much and you, you deserve more than that but i was just blown away and i was so honored when you responded almost immediately after i sent the email out because I, I i'm i'm people think that i'm just this guy who's so bold when i walk into rooms and i can approach everybody yeah I've, I've made john stewart giggle after i gave a speech once and yeah and he recognizes me anytime he sees me but um mm. I, I, i'm still human i, I get scared you know yeah, I, I get stage fright that, so <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, I, I do hesitate before i send out emails or try to contact people and yeah so uh i, I struggled before i reached out to you and um yeah okay. i just want people to know that it's not like uh I, I don't go through that phase of struggling before um, yeah. approaching people. I think the hugest thing with that is like, just like you, like you said, like I think we all do that, mm -hmm. but it's all about you doing it. And the worst that somebody can say is no. And, yes. you know, kind of like what you said, the big thing for me is like, you know, even when I started my channel, we need to look out for each other. You know what I mean? And I'm always down for, you know, if anybody's trying to do something bigger than themselves, I'm always down to help. Always, especially if they, you don't look like us. So, yeah, I don't think, shoot, man, you go through life being scared to do stuff, man, you're not going to really get anything done. You're not going to be recognized by anybody. So you got to do that scary stuff. That's true. So let's begin. Um, so where was Chris born and uh, what was his childhood like? Chris was actually born in New York. He was born in Mount Vernon, New York. He oh. grew up, um, I think um, he was there till he was about six. And um, at that time, you know, like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, um, there was a situation with my brother growing up. He's 10 years older than me where, um, you know, my mother decided that it was better for us to move to a different place of the world. So we moved to Florida and where I basically grew up. Um, I was there until I was 24 years old, I want to say. Yeah, about 24. Um, childhood and not childhood but my teenage years weren't so great so at the age of 24 i was like i got to do something bigger and better than myself so i joined army and then yeah that's where the soldier part of soldier of life came yeah. from <laughs> yeah so um new york to florida it's a it's a move that people normally make at uh, after retirement yeah, a lot of yeah, people that yeah. I know, yeah. and you know, you made that move a lot early in life. So, yeah. um, the next question I'm going to ask is about your favorite childhood memory. And my favorite childhood memory. Yeah, will that come from I, New York would, or will that come from Florida? It would. Uh, that's difficult, but I'd say childhood memory would be from New York. So. You know, being from New York, my mother, like I said, she was there in the 80s, mm -hmm. being born during like the, the, she was practicing Muslim at the time, like yeah. during the whole Black Panther movement and stuff. 
So um, our family was very close when I was young, like super close. And, you know, we had a Nana, you know, grandma uh, who had this big house and all the family used to come there, you know, when we were very young. So those were my best childhood memories, like really just having all of my family come together as a kid. You know, and it's funny. We don't think kids remember this stuff. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they kind of do, you know, yeah. and uh, really just having everybody there. And then once we moved to Florida, it it's nice. It's sunny. You know, it's different. But that sense of family was kind of gone. Mm-hmm. So really my my childhood memories um, being in New York, you know, going to New Rochelle and um, having my mom take me to all these different places. Just having that sense of family also within the community. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like with, with New York, you know, it's different than the rest of the world you know like there's more of a sense of community there than there are many other places in the world you know like i have i have uh, a lot of family in florida too but it's just it's not exactly the same like it is in new york you know you kind of you don't have so much space so you guys enjoy each other's company and stuff more yeah. than like having like a big house or something like that you know and i yeah i'll never forget that stuff yeah it's, it's amazing how um It, people tend to think that kids do not remember stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memories aren't, aren't formed yet, so it's easy yeah. to overlook certain things. And people are just like, they're kids or your kids, you know, and they mm-hmm. just downplay that. So that it's one of the things that I, I take into consideration, even though my daughter is pretty young. But yeah. I, I'm very cognizant of that when I'm doing yeah. things like sometimes I make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, we're humans. We'll still make, we'll always make mistakes, yeah. but there are things that I do. And I see her like, because there's kids are sponges, you know, they're so, they're so, that's how yeah. they get, the, they, they don't <laughs> learn from you telling them, don't do this or do that. They learn from yeah. what they see you do or what is here you mm-hmm. see or what they hear around yeah. them. And then they just soak it up. And I see oh, her uh, repeat yeah. something and it's like, wow. Like she, um, yeah, yesterday her mom was exercising and, um playing one of these um the TV exercise using one of those programs and I I'm I'm trying to sleep right? I ain't, I ain't doing that I'm like so go go be with your mama and she, her mom is you know following the instructions and then mom starts laughing and I'm hearing and mom comes to tell me like hey uh, look look at what your daughter was doing and I'm like what and she's like she lists, she stay, sits down on the couch for a few minutes and then starts repeating word by word everything the instructions that <laughs> the instructors give him. It's like down, you down, up, you up, down, up, down, up, down, up. So she just finds yeah. that form. But it, it's it's hilarious. Like she's just picking it. So that's why I, I play like yeah. songs from different languages. Like so she can sing Moana mm-hmm. the, the in Hawaiian. She can sing the, the French version. She can sing and she's just going like that, that. hey she's just going and People like, yeah, but they, before they, they remember, they, the people, yeah. don't, people underestimate how kids, rem, they remember, <laughs> they remember. Yeah. I took her out once and she, I, I just let her like, hey, walk into the house and she walked into the apartment. And she, the first time she started pointing to the door, she, but she remembered because she knows mm-hmm. every, every she time remembered. you bring yeah. her home, she knows where you're taking her. That's my house. Mm-hmm. You don't take me past my house. I'm going home now. This is my house. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you can't make a full sentence, but she knows my house. She's like pointing yeah. to the door. That's my house. Take me in now. Yeah. Your job is take me in yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So they know. Just like you said, like the, the 
the sponge thing. That's they they just do repetition. Mm-hmm. Everything that they everything that we do, yeah. everything we say, every, the way we act, mm-hmm. repetition. That's it. Exactly. And, and that, that's right. how the character starts gets. Um, that, that's how they start forming the character. So yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. So yeah, and that community thing about New York, I think that's one thing that people always tend to forget about uh, the New York area when. Mm-hmm. They they uh, they trash New York because it's easy to just ah New Yorkers are rude and all that, but yeah, yeah. they they forget about that too. Like you know, with a compressed area, it's easy for communities to be built because you get to see yeah. people all yeah. the time. So you know, yeah. so yeah. So um, you you've already mentioned um, Florida, and uh, let, let's play with Florida a little bit. All so. Right. Um, Growing up in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. um, life took a different turn for you, and then you now took the, a, a big step, what's considered a big step mm-hmm. by going into the military. But um, mm-hmm. what made the military the best option for you, and especially the Army? Did you mm-hmm. consider any other branch, or was it just the, why, why yeah. the army? So that's that's actually a good story. So um, when I was first going to join the military, I think I was like twenty something, you know. And I told my mom, I come home with a little packet, like the brochure. It's like, oh, join the army, be all you can be. Yeah. My mom was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, you know. She was like, uh, you know, and she. Cause I was, I was really smart as a kid, you know, and she just didn't want me to waste my talents and, you know, use, use my brain power. Cause I was sorry to my big brother, but I was the smartest kid. and uh, <laughs> She wanted to see me do something well, you know what I mean? And like to use my brain for something. And, um, she thought I'd just be like shooting and fighting all day. Yeah. So, um, when that first happened, um, I had a cousin that was in the army that I knew of. So that's why I kind of associated with that. But what happened was at that time when uh, 9-11 kind of kicked, like was first kicking off, um, he, I I think he was infantry, but a lot of his friends start like passing away in front of him. And he was so distraught from um, uh, PTSD Mm -hmm. that like when he came home, like he was really bad. Like he had like his, 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 he would shake at night and like, you know, everything would scare him and stuff like that. So um, seeing him being like that, I didn't want to do it, you know? So I took like two years, three years. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this, you know? So um, after a while um, with the army thing, I'll try to, I'll try to sum it up. But um, there was a point in my life where my girlfriend, um, we were living together. Uh, we were, well, my long-term girlfriend, she uh, was going to work. And we lived in an apartment where you got to park like catty corner, like diagonal. And I wished her off while going to work. And when I looked outside, we bought a car that didn't have reverse. And I see my girlfriend pushing the car backwards with her left foot like Fred Flintstone, you know? And I was just like, dude, I got to do something better. You know what I mean? I was like, I have to do something better. And that's when I started thinking about options and stuff. So the Army thing came up again. And before the Army, like, I went to the recruiter station. And in Tampa, Florida, they have like all four branches right here, like Air yep. Force, Marine, Navy, Army. So I went to the Air Force. Uh, well, I looked at the Navy's and I was like, that uniform? No, I'm not. I don't like really? boats. I'm not staying in a submarine. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. 
The cute ass um, uniform. The Marines. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's the thing. The the the, the dress uniform looks good, but like the everyday sailor uniform at the time, okay. it was horrible. Like the all whites. I'm not wearing that. Uh, I'm too dark to be in all white. Um, so <laughs> then uh, I looked at. I went to the Air Force. Um, and the Marines to me, I was like, dude, I'm not that hardcore. I wasn't fit yet. And I went to the Air Force and I sat there. And I remember this guy coming in or this girl. And the recruiter talked to this girl, like, she's like, oh, okay, yeah, da 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 da. Like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. And they talked for a long time. And I went with my girlfriend. So me and my girlfriend sat in the waiting area and we waited for them to finish talking. So they were talking for like 20 minutes while we were there. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I understand. So the girl left. And me and my girl, girl, my girlfriend and I were sitting there and the recruiter didn't say anything to me. He didn't look my way. Wow. He didn't say anything. Needless to say, like, you know, obviously, you know, and I'm not going to say the racing was involved, but I sat there for, I think, 20 minutes, like when nobody was there and he said nothing to me. And I told my girlfriend, I was like, you know what? If this dude doesn't even want to have the decency to acknowledge me. I'm out of here. I don't want to even be a part of this organization. I went over to the army thing right after that, and I was like, "Well, let's see what they're talking about." As soon as I walk in there, hey man, what's up? Good morning, how are you? Come on in. And it's that it's that small piece of courtesy. That's yeah. why I joined the military for seven years. That's why I joined the army for seven years. The yeah. only reason. And I mean, it, then, like, it's it's funny to me for two reasons because you know the, the Air Force is always seen as a snob. They always had this yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah, what's your credit man. score? Oh, no, 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 man. What's this? Are you good yeah. at golf? That's <laughs> my boy always had it yeah. Are you good at golf? <laughs> nah, we can't take you, man. We need people who are good yeah, at golf. <laughs> they had to add one extra thing to, like, disqualify you. Like, that, that's what someone mm-hmm. told me, like, way before, like, when I, when I was thinking of joining and... I was like, oh, what? They're going to ask me about golf? Really? I've, ne- I've, never, I've never been able to afford going, standing even close to a golf course gate. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> some of it, I knew, now I know he made it up, but yes, yeah, so, but the guy just told me some stuff and I was like, what? Air Force? Now I'm scared. So it was after I had yeah. signed up for the Navy and mm-hmm. um, I was, uh, I think one day I showed up to the recruiting station. You know, they're, they're, all, they're always all together in the same building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, I think uh, the, there was once I showed up early. I always showed up early for the, uh, what's it called again, the depth uh, training. And mm-hmm. my Navy, recru- Navy recruiters took their time to show up whenever they wanted to show up. But uh, <laughs> uh, um, the Marines, oh, Marines always, oh my goodness, those guys. Those guys yeah, showed up yeah. way too early. <laughs> the, the guy, the guy saw me and he was like, "Hey, you already signed up for the Navy?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, too late. You can't be a real man." I was like, "What? <laughs> I would have made you a real man. You should have joined us. Would have made you a real man." I was like, um, I'm, 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 "I've never questioned my manhood before." He's like, "You don't want to be a real man?" And he's that. I'm, I'm like, I, I was, the, I was the wrong person for him to be asking those questions because yeah, yeah. I kept giving the wrong answers. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, a, I'm a real man. I'm, I don't doubt that. That dude had to chew me out. <laughs> He was like in my face. Um, we will make you a real man. He's going all that, and I'm like, um, nah, nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a real. Yeah, just you know, like, um, I think I, I, I think I almost said if, if you let your wife be with me or something like that, 
Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she'll, she'll, she'll confirm that me. Oh, man, that guy was close, like, hitting me or something. Yeah, he was ready. He was, the, the fight was about to break out. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't understand why you're going to tell me if I join yeah. you guys, I'll be a real man. But I was, I never understood Marines, so I was yeah. with that rookie mentor. And I was, I'd barely been in the United States up to three, four, three, four months. So I was like, what? Mm, why wow. is he telling me about <laughs> Being a yeah. real man. <laughs> that's that marine. But yeah, that's a marine luck, stuff. Luckily, my recruiter showed up and was like, "Hey, hey come, come. Next time, just avoid that. If he talks, just say yes, 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 <laughs> no, yes, no. Just run away. <laughs> okay? Don't, don't make no conversation. It's all right. You know, I was like, oh, but why? Why? He's like, Psh, don't worry. You know, when you go to battle, you need someone to take a bullet. That's why we have marines. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's why yeah. we have Marines. Uh, uh, I don't think he should have told me that either, but <laughs> that was what he expected. <laughs> yeah, re recruiters can be, yeah, they can be something else. Then another mm -hmm. day I showed up early, and it was the Air Force recruiter that met me, and he was like, hey, come come to my office. And he said, I was like, if you had showed up to us first, look at what you could have gotten. Look at what you could have gotten. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Can I switch? <laughs> what am I joining the Navy? I want to join the Air Force. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you really sure? Because we can make it happen. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I can. He's like, oh, yeah, just tell him that you don't want to sign for the Navy anymore. I was like, um, can I do that? I don't know. I'm brand new in America. I'm afraid. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, he's like, oh, this guy, no, no, okay, you, 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 you're too scared, man. You, you got to go in there. Yeah. Tell him, like, hell no, I'm not joining anymore. Like, that kind of, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they were pushing me around. Ah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, now the, the recruiters, they, they had too much fun with me. Now, now I look back, I'm like, yeah, no, no. Even, even my Navy recruiters, they didn't even tell me about the ASVAB. I didn't even know about that. They just walked me oh, into the ASVAB. Yeah, they just walked me into the. Uh, they took me to because um, I was in, I joined in Virginia, and they took me to Richmond. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you're gonna go there for medical tests, and you know, you you in perfect shape and everything. I was like, oh, okay. It took me with three mm -hmm. other kids. We showed up. They're like, oh, just go into this room. Don't talk to nobody. Face the computer. If you have any question, raise your hand up. I said, what kind of medical test is that? <laughs> yeah, said, it's not a medical test. You're taking the ASVAB. I said, what's the ASVAB? Wow. So you don't yeah, know what the ASVAB is? Yes. No. Like, you're asking too many questions. Just go. <laughs> I'm like, um, I need to, I don't understand. What am I doing with the computer? And then mm -hmm. they're like, who, who, who's your recruiter? <laughs> I'm like, uh, he just dropped us and left. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what recruiters do. And, that's what they do. And the, the guy is like shaking his head, like, just go, put in your social security, and he's just, and like, come on, go. And I'm like, well, yeah. okay. And I get to the computer and I start figuring out. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't even look at my scores when I, because I was like, oh my goodness, I took a test. I must have failed. Mm -hmm. And I'm there, and then I start seeing kids crying the next day, like, oh, my God, this is the third time I'm taking the test. <laughs> oh, my God, I, I, took, I had a tutor. And I'm like, we had a tutor, too? What? This is hell. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I must have embarrassed my family. I must have brought shame onto everybody. Oh, man, I don't want to go home no more. I don't want to see nobody. I want, I want, I want to return back to Nigeria. I, want, I, I'm, I was embarrassed. And then one of the kids turns to me, and he's like, hey, man, you've been quiet. Everybody here knows mm. their scores. What do you get? I was like, uh, I failed. They're like, yeah, what'd you get? I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I failed. They're like, come on. And one of the kids just pulled my card and looked at it. He's like, oh, you got 69. How many times have you taken a test? Um, my first time. What? <laughs> I was like, that's my first time. And you scored 69? Who's your tutor? 
How much did you pay? And all this. And I was like, uh, um, I don't have a Twitter. Really? You that good? Are you trying to be an IT? Uh, what is an IT? <laughs> I, 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 the only job my cousin who was been in the Navy before just told me about was supply. He was like, oh, you sound like a guy yeah. who's good in supply. So, yeah, I think supply is a good place. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, so yeah, that was all I, no, I had oh, in man. my mind. Like, if, it was like, when they ask you what you want to do, just tell them supply. Keep saying supply, 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 <laughs> supply, supply. That, that's all I came in there with. And yeah, now I'm, I'm freaking out. I failed the test. And yeah, so, yeah. man, I was learning a whole lot of stuff on the go. I was like, wow. Oh, and uh, those hilarious. kids were like, wow, he's got 69. He's got 69. Yeah. And I was like, is that good or bad? Or like, what? It's <laughs> like 69 over 1,000. <laughs> Freaking out there. Like, I don't know if this is good. Like, man, it's great. You should ask for OS. Like, so yeah, OS. No, no, no. IT. Yo, no, no. Yeah, crypto. And they're like, go listing jobs. And I'm like, what? My it's head like, is exploding. <laughs> Tell if this is good or bad. <laughs> I've I've been crying inside all this time, and like, like, oh man, you're so brilliant. You need to come teach me so I can take the next one. I'm like, what yeah. do you score? I score 19. How do you score 19? It's <laughs> your third time. I'm like, jeez. I'm like, wow. Well, I, I'm beginning to feel better now. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I, I paid oh, someone man. to teach me too. I'm like, oh man. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, kid. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, but can I have my card back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that military thing is a beast. If you don't know, uh, if you don't know, man, you just go in there. Oh my you anything, boy. Yeah, that was a whole welcome to America. I think Netflix should come talk to me. I think I, I have a series right there. Right? <laughs> uh, Do the real version. Ooh, the 2020 it's, version. It's a real version right there. The real version. Man, <laughs> it's. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so now you, you you joined the army, and mm-hmm. what what was the because now when you join the army, it's getting into a whole different world entirely that mm-hmm. uh, many Americans do not get to see. And now, what was the first shock for you after going through basic and then getting into? Because um, I know basic on its own is a whole different. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Basic thing. Oh my god. I well, I'll try to get after basic. But the one, the one thing with the basic thing, like all the workout stuff, it sucks. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you're not used to training like that. And I'll never forget there was one day, like a very big moment, where my drill sergeant, like somebody did something in the chow hall, like eating. Yeah, and I like got a cookie, and he's like, "We don't eat sweets, none of that stuff." He's like, "If you see it, you better not touch it, because if you do, I'm net tearing everybody up." So somebody got a cookie, right? And then he's like, "Oh, you get cookies?" He's like, "Don't worry about it. All of y'all gonna get it when you get back." You know? He's like, "I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make somebody cry. I'm gonna make somebody cry." He's like, "I'm gonna work you until you, until I'm tired of looking at you." And I was like, "No, he can't work us that late." It was, it was dinner, child. It was like (laughs) five o'clock, so it'd be getting dark soon. That yeah. man made us work out for three hours straight, <laughs> and there were people crying. Yep. And like this one, this one guy, like the biggest guy, was, like oh, all this yeah. good stuff, you know. And I was just, like, just for one person, you know. And there was one moment where I kind of I snapped a little bit, mm-hmm. where I was in uh, where was I? 
I was, I woke up, right? I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, and wake up was like 4.30 and I'm sitting there in this place and I'm like, why am I here? Like, what did I do to get here? Like, and I wake up and like, we got to clean before we go, you know, to PT or whatever. And I wake up and I just, I, I really, I think I had a mental breakdown, but I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, everybody get up, we gotta clean. And then I'm sweeping and I'm dancing. I'm like, why am I here? This is dumb. And I broke the broom and I threw it across. I, it was it was horrible. But I think the biggest moment, like after basic and all that good stuff, was really like, you know, you don't think about the contract so much. Like mm-hmm. I think my first year, my first contract was like six years. Like I took the longest contract. Okay. And um, you don't, it doesn't play in your mind every day, but like you can't quit. You know, yeah, like it—it it, is. It's almost like because before the army, every job that I've had, I think the longest one I had was like for a year. You know, and I would work a year, and then something happened, and I work a year, something happened, and I leave. And I never was really trying to build a career on anything. I didn't really have like goals. I always felt like if something gets too hard, if my boss pisses me off, I'm out of there. You know, mm-hmm. peace, whatever. But the thing about this is like being in the army. There were sometimes where I would start quitting on myself a little bit, but very early, I realized that you can't quit doing everything. You know, even if it's hard, you know, even like with PT, I sucked at running. Like I was horrible at running. But even if I want to quit running, like during a PT test or something, I had to finish it, you know? And it was that, that was like a big milestone for my life. You know, it's like realizing that, you know, there are things that get hard and it's not always going to be sweet and, it's not going to look good for everybody, but you have to keep trying. You have to keep pushing it until you can get to what you want to do or realize that you're not going to quit. You know, don't tell everybody else, you know, it doesn't matter what you say to everybody else, but tell yourself that you're not going to quit. And that's kind of what I did with my YouTube channel too. It's like when I first started, like, you know, you get like 10 views from your mom and like, you know, your girlfriend <laughs> shares it to six people that don't want to see it. Yeah. And then after a while, you know, you know, something happens and then it's like, wow, like people want to see it or whatever. But I told myself like one day, like I made like packed myself. I was like, I'm going to try to do this. Like, I don't care what happens in the beginning. You know, everybody sees it now after. But it's like, I don't care what happens in the beginning. You know, just do it and you cannot quit on yourself. And I really, if it wasn't for the army, I wouldn't be like that. I'd be like, this sucks. Like, this is hard. I don't want to do this. I wouldn't do it. But yeah, that's one big thing that I got like right after the basic stuff and i realized really fast like real fast yeah i think that that's one thing that um we 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 all can take from our time in the military because once you Mm -hmm. come to that realization that you have to go the extra mile to get fired yeah you can't just say i quit even in boot camp you can't just say i quit and they yeah. kick you out. Nah, yeah, they're gonna keep you there. <laughs> they're gonna keep you there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a while too. It's you're gonna, gonna take, take a while. It's yeah, not you say, oh, I, I just got injured, so I'm not getting. Uh, uh, they're gonna put you uh, like in the navy. They got a ship for those people. Yeah, you go. You, you're not getting out of boot camp in two months. All right, you're gonna you move to ship seventeen. You're gonna stay in ship seventeen for yeah. a while. <laughs> you, you go there, like man, you. How long you been? I've been here for four months. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> like, I can't pass the stream. Okay, uh, yeah, you're gonna be there. Like, yeah, people testing mm-hmm. out, testing out, gone, move. Yeah, but they're gonna wait for you. Like, mm-hmm, 
They're yeah. going to wait for you, yeah. and then one day you're going to come to that realization and say, you know what? I'm go- I'm done. I'm, I'm- you're going to go up to Chief. Chief, I want to pass a test today. Like, are you finally ready? Yeah. yeah. I'm mad. Ah, yeah. Okay, let's go. That's how it is, man. That's how it is. It almost, it almost happened to me in boot camp. Um, I, I could, I passed the stream, but uh, um, mm-hmm. the 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 dead man float. You're supposed to do a dead man float for five minutes, and I always did mine for up to four minutes, and then ah, oh, come out like I stopped. Uh, I can't keep my hold my breath for five minutes. But I could do it, but it's just a mental thing. And yeah. they were like, "Yeah, you can't graduate because the the last test you, on your last week, the, the 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 there's a test that you're supposed to do that graduates you from recruit into a sailor. So it happens mm-hmm. on the last week, and that turns you into a sailor. And they were like, "Yeah, you you can't do that test, so you have to leave your division." So they moved me and a couple of guys who couldn't pass runs and streams, and people were like really disappointed in my division. So I had to so, and they, so they make you call your family like. Yeah, you call them and tell them, like, um, don't come to my graduation. Mm. And I had to do that. So when I did that, it was it was mentally it took, that that's when it, that 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 twitch came off from my brain because calling and saying, um, yeah, do not come to my graduation. They're like, why? And you know, all, all your uh, yeah. drill instructors are standing there, so you can't like bullshit your answer. You're like, um, yeah, I cannot pass. Um, there's something I cannot pass right now, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to the next round. Uh, I mean, they're like, but I'm like, I know I'll pass. I know I can pass. Now I'm now I'm beginning to come yeah. up with all the answers in my like. I know I can pass. I will pass. It's up. To, it's Friday. Graduation is on Friday, and I will pass before Friday, and I'll make graduation. Mm-hmm. But by based on the instructions, you're not supposed. To, I'm supposed to tell you that do not waste your money and buy the ticket and come on Friday. Yeah. But I'll pass. I'm mm-hmm. I'm promising you all I'll pass and I'll make graduation on Friday. They're like, thank you. That's enough time. Hang up the phone. It's like you're in prison now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm, let me just tell them that I'll pass. They should still make it. They're like, oh, no, you, the, the, the rules say, this is the rule book. It says, tell your family that they, that they should mm-hmm. give up their, their, their um, tickets on, on coming because we are mm-hmm. not sure if you can make it so that they shouldn't waste their money. Because if they come to graduation yeah, yeah, yeah. and you haven't made it, then yeah. So I'm like, dang. So now they're yeah. like, pack your bags, move to ship 17. I'm like, what? No, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the test tomorrow. They're like, yeah, but you take it on <laughs> ship 17. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> so now I go to ship 17. I show up there. There's like, there are people there who've been there for like six months, four months, three months. I'm like, hell no, 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 This 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 place smells of failure. It smells, no, 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 I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, the next day, I, next morning, I'm, I'm in the pool. They're like, yeah, only the guys who have to swim have to go first. I'm like, oh, God dang, God dang it. Ah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, pull me in the water. <laughs> There's another guy who, who was like the only Mexican who they, they used to make fun of him. They're like, how can you be Mexican? You can't swim. He's like, I can't swim. I can't swim. I can't, I can't breathe in the, in the water. And as soon as you throw him into the water, he starts screaming, I can't breathe. He doesn't even try for one minute. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So they put him with us. So I'm like, man, why mm-hmm. you shouldn't be here? You shouldn't be here too. And we're like, both of us were now complaining. And then they're like, all right, they tested us. Man, as soon as they put me in the water, I held my breath for five minutes. Five minutes, that was it. They're like, dude, what? Cool. And that, that's the first, as soon as I came out, the senior chief looked at me, he's like, why, 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 why were you even here? That was the first, like, <laughs> why were you even here? Like all these guys, they don't even last up to one minute, but you, you, you're the first person you just came in five minutes. 
Very good. I'm like, I had no answer. They're like, man. So now I'm getting chewed out again. I'm like, man, I just passed. I can't even get congratulations. I'm getting chewed out. <laughs> <laughs> like, go stand no. over there. I'm like, no. like, like, go stand over there. I'm like, oh, man, like, come on, come on. And but when I got back to the ship, you know, people were clapping. And the people were like, hey, man, but you just came yesterday. You came last night. You passed already. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, I do not plan to stay with you guys. So <laughs> I gotta get out. <laughs> I've been there, man. So, I've been there. So it was like, wow, there. like, well, like, so you gonna graduate? When are you graduating? I said, um, Friday with my division because they're still graduating <laughs> on Friday. I plan to be there. So they're like, wow. So yeah. So on, on Friday, but um, apparently you still you st you're not still allowed to make that phone call because once you've made that call, it's it's done. So I never got the redemption call, but it was fine. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I still, on, on Friday, I showed up. My division already matched, but they allowed me to take my seat back. Myself and um, I think out of the f six of us who got out, who got sent to Ship 17, four of us passed and made it back. Mm. So uh, we, we took the test with another division. We were stragglers with a different group, passed our mm. test, and then made it to graduation ceremony. Like, we didn't sleep. So cool. we didn't sleep for like, uh, we went Wednesday night. Um, you got to stay awake. So Wednesday night into Friday morning, we're all awake. So made it to graduation wow. ceremony. And then by then you're like, I'm no longer a recruit. Nobody can call me recruit yeah. anymore. <laughs> 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 now I can talk to recruits. So yeah, like, yeah, I don't care no more. <laughs> so I'll see back. So now move back to our, um, our uh, regular ship. And by the time we got back in there, my drill instructor sees me. She's like, I knew it. I knew it. You, you, like, motherfuckers, you made it. Come on. I'm like, oh, you're allowed to hug us? Wow. I, 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 it, it's really different now. As soon as you no longer get recruits, you can yeah, get hugs. No, oh, side. wow. Oh, yeah. This feels good. <laughs> like, yes. I'm in the Navy now. I'm in the Navy. Yes. <laughs> I wish my family were here, but no, I don't. I don't even wish my family were here anymore. This is good. <laughs> I got liberty too. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. I think yeah, not, nothing beats that that memory of overcoming that uh, um, that setback. Yeah, so I, mm. I think that's one thing that uh, will always stay with me. So even uh, yeah, every time I face a, I face a setback in life, and you know, I I, I remember that phone call, having to mm -hmm. go to that phone call. Yeah. It's it's a very powerful moment. And sometimes I underplayed, but it's something that I think um, this is the first time I've said it on the podcast. But I, I think people need to hear it and understand mm. what that feeling felt like because I, I had to hold back tears when when I made that call. Yeah, yeah. Because it was I did. It yeah, was a very to, it was a very disappointing moment because I was so disappointed yeah. in myself. Like man, I, I I was holding my breath for four minutes plus. I know I did it for four minutes twenty seconds at one point, and they were like, why couldn't you just mm. wait? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody want to know something like that. Yeah. Everybody want to know. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. So, um, in the army, um, you, you, got, you got to visit other countries. Um, mm -hmm. uh, through the army, you got to visit other countries. So, what was the, the first culture or the biggest culture shock that stood out to you in your time in the army? The culture shock, uh, I would say, <laughs> uh, <laughs> being around people, I'm going to just say it, being around white people the whole time. 
Like I wasn't used to. <laughs> I, I can't dance around it too much, but like really, like you know, um, in Florida, like there, there's different kind of people everywhere. But it's like in my, I have my own community, so it's like I see you know people that look like me all over the place every now and then. Yeah, or a lot of times. Um, when I went to, uh, I got stationed in Washington for the first time. Uh, there, it's the same thing, you know, it's people everywhere, but there's still a community of different people. And you see that in Germany, there wasn't no community. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, and it, uh, the biggest culture shock, especially like coming here, being black, you know, and this is the first time really like interacting with, you know, like Caucasian people, if you want to call them that. Mm -hmm. But the first time really like talking to them, interacting with them, you know, dating them at the time or whatever. Um, I was so conscious of being black all the time that, you know, I would ask a, if somebody was like, uh, I remember there was a friend of mine. She was like, oh, you want to come to my house? We're going to eat dinner. You can meet my mom. And I was like, OK, cool. But she knows I'm black. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like she's like, yeah, why does that matter? And I was like, because it does, <laughs> you know, like and it it didn't it didn't resonate with me to know that. I don't know. It just felt so different to be around a bunch of people where the color thing, it didn't matter to them. Mm. You know what I mean? Not that it didn't, not that it didn't matter other places, but that they weren't even thinking about it, that it wasn't even like a big deal at all. You know, it's, you know, like if when, when I'm in America, it's like, Oh, my, my, my Spanish homeboy or my black home friend or something like that. Like you got to name all these colors and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, here it's like, they don't see none of that at mm. all. You know, and it's it's really weird. It's not weird to me, to me now, but when I first got here, it was really weird to like, you know, see people. I'd see like a girl that was mixed. You know, I was like, yeah, something, something. <clears throat> I remember I talked to some girl, like, yeah, like, like, what are you? Not what are you, but like, you know, what's what's your ethnicity? Like your parents or whatever. She's like, my mom's Cuban or something, or I don't know, Dominican, and my dad, you know, and my dad is uh, German. And she had like this really brown complexion. And she was like, yeah, I'm just a normal white girl. And I was just like, in, in the eyes of America, you would be like, yeah, you'd be mixed, but it, it's just different, you know? And I was I like, understand. you know, and it, it, that was the hardest part getting around that, mm -hmm. you know? And it's still like, I, I don't think about it so much today and just like, you know, having a mixed daughter and stuff like that. Like, I don't really think about it so much anymore. I kind of think about how I want her to grow up and not really seeing that stuff. But like that part was really, that was the biggest culture shock for me. It's really like I'm walking around. I'm like, you know, I'm black, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know. And just being the only <laughs> black person everywhere I went, you know, that was the biggest culture shock. But yeah, now it's normal. I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I relate to that feeling because, like, first time I visited Munster, and you know, I went to the um, the Christmas market. And I, I was like looking around. I'm like, man, I'm the only black guy here. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, is this person staring yeah. at me because I'm black? Just like admiring this yeah. black sexy guy or what? What's, what's this? Is this a black sexy <laughs> admiration? Or is this like, what this black guy doing here? Like, is he coming to take our <laughs> women or what? I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't tell. Is this a friendly admiration look or what? What, what, mm. what am I getting? But, you know, I, I think... It was later I became I I I came to the realization that I I've become so Americanized that this was mm -hmm. the first go to that came to my mind. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, huh, it's an you know, because 
you know, once you've gotten into the American system, then you start seeing mm-hmm. outside of America like that, you know. But when I first yeah. arrived in America, I wasn't looking at everywhere like that. Yeah. But like when I uh, got to Bahrain, it, 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 you know, I kind of broke out of it a little bit because Bahrain was so easy for me to adapt to Bahrain because when I was working on the street, mm-hmm. I would see people and they would see me as a black person. They were like, not me, like the um, mm-hmm. uh, people from Sri Lanka, from other places, or even the Arabs. They were like, not me and I'm not back. And sometimes they felt cooler just seeing a black person. Yeah. And then that's yeah, how, like, yeah. sometimes I would just, like, <laughs> hey, ask for directions from them or, like, get information. Mm-hmm. And I usually wore soccer jerseys. I used to wear soccer jerseys a lot back then. That was, like, my number mm-hmm. one thing to wear. So just by wearing a soccer jersey, if I was wearing my, uh, my one of my favorite teams, I would get a response from a fellow fan and conversation mm-hmm. who gets started. And they just, but seeing a black guy wearing that and then, they, oh, you, you're American? And then they're like, it, they, but that, just seeing that I was black, I, I got so mm-hmm. much info and so much good stuff happening. I'd be like, people, yeah. and people be like, oh, how long have you been here? Like, now my fellow Navy guys yeah. be like, how, how long you been here, man? How you know this place? You know, I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I guess you, you, you're not privy to this information. They, they, they won't give you this information. You need to know how to decode, you know, that smile or that nod. And then you just, hey, brother, um, I'm looking for, you know, where to have a good time. They're like, ah, don't don't go there. Every Everybody, everybody from Navy goes there. But you want to go mm. this place. Good time there. Mm. I said, oh, okay. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Shukran. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's I, a, it's funny you said that too, because it's like I if you don't leave if you're an American and you don't leave America, you will never know like what you do, you know, mm-hmm. in the way that you think. And it wasn't until I, I left and I just like you said, and I'm so glad you said it, but that that Amer- when you get Americanized, you know, being the black and American thing is so different. Your mindset is so different. And once you leave, it's like you don't think of the world that way anymore. You know, and it's like like the there was one instance when I, in Germany, I was at a store, or I was at a, like a, a restaurant, and uh, I had a girl with me, like a German girl, and I seen this black guy. And he was with a German girl, whatever. And it's so that culture thing. <laughs> like I seen him, he seen me, and he was coming into the restaurant. We were getting ready to leave, and I looked at him and I gave him like the head nod. We gave each other the head nod, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, brother, you can sit here," you know. And then like the German girl's like. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Just like, why do you always nod each other's heads when you see each other? Like, if I was an American, I seen a German person, I wouldn't nod my head. I was like, you don't understand the culture, though. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like it's a universal black thing. You don't, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't get, to, you don't get to under. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, I can't tell you. Yeah, like, it's, I don't know it's difficult to, to explain you it if you're not black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like um when I was in Finland, I mm-hmm. um one of the few days I wasn't walking I wasn't walking around with uh, my Finnish um hosts and I I came out, I was just on the street and I saw this other black guy. I was cuz I wasn't in Helsinki, I was in a smaller town, uh, Lakti. And this other black guy was coming across uh on the opposite direction and he, he spotted me first and you know I, I think i was listening to music or something while i was on the call or something but i was distracted and i noticed like someone was staring at me so i, I raised my head up and i saw him and so i gave him the nod too and he, he nodded back and then he, he he did the finger thing like like he wanted to say something so 
he said something and I knew it wasn't in English. So I was <laughs> like, uh, I was like, I'm, I'm not Finnish. No, I, I, yeah. I don't speak Finn. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then he said, I was like, wait, wait, that language sounds familiar. So now let me, I'm trying to, my brain is reprocessing. I'm like, ah, uh, Francois. And he's like, we, 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 we. I was like, ah, sorry. Uh, I'm like, dang, this is why I, I should have paid more attention in my French classes when I was a teenager, but I did not. Uh, I was a snob <laughs> back then, but uh, I was like, ah, sorry, brother. I don't, uh, no, 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 no Francois, no Francois here. He's like, oh, where, where are you from, brother? I said, uh, I was born in Nigeria, but American. So, oh, nice, nice, nice. You live here? I said, no, no, visiting. Oh, and well, we had a conversation. We were able to make it work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me he, he lived he lived in the city. I was like, oh, nice, nice. Very so cool. he, he was from uh, uh, Cameroon. So I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you see, we, we love fighting each other every now and then, but we, we share about that. <laughs> you know, like, we outside now. <laughs> You know, but hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think it was probably the day I was leaving the next day, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would have had a drink. But yeah, I was like, hey, mm-hmm. well, nice to meet you, brother. And we shook hands. Good, nice to meet you. And yay, you know, and it was it was nice. Cool. But I think oh. he, he was happy he saw another black guy in the city. And, you know, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> but for, it was from Definitely. the north and had a nice conversation and moved on. And I was like, hey, I made his day, made my day. And we made it work. You know, and yeah, very yeah cool. so there are people like, yeah, I see black guys. I know someone put it on his Facebook one day, like, oh, you know, he's black thing, you know, we do the nod. And I'm like, yeah, man, but it works because he thought it was only in the United States that black guys do that. Like, oh, yeah. bro, it's universal. Nah, that's <laughs> it's all over universal. the world, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's universal because I've done it in, yeah. even in Cologne. I was in, um, went to, uh, no, in Dortmund, uh, the medieval mm-hmm. um, Christmas. Um, a medieval Christmas uh, market event, and uh, walking around, you know, you, you you know when someone is staring at you, you feel that stare, and then you just turn. Yeah. See this old black yeah. guy, and oh, I give him the nod too. He responds, like, <laughs> like, "My man, my man, I see you, brother. <laughs> yeah, keep keep doing your thing, you know, keep doing your thing." <laughs> and he and then cool. as soon as I, I respond back, then his smile comes up on his face. I'm like, ah, yeah, he, he's like. Yeah, this this young man, he, know. he he knows, he knows. I'm like, yeah, he know, he know, <laughs> <laughs> he know what's up. So I see the Mrs. Storms going. She she's like, hey, you, everything good? I'm saying it's always good. <laughs> yeah. <Don't worry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. So um, what 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 made Germany stand out to you that um, you decided that this is it like you know after you were done with the army or after you decided that mm-hmm. you weren't going to continue with the army that you, you you were you chose to settle in germany germany um so i say like the biggest thing for me when i got out the army you know that's a big transition too within itself for everybody mm-hmm. and when i got out i was just like i had i had this job interview in hawaii and um um, it was like a really big job, you know, paying a lot of money. And I was just like, I heard things about Hawaii. It's like, it sounds good, but really it's like you, you're on an island and you get island fever and, you know, you might make money, but you can't really do nothing because you can't leave the island, you know? And <clears throat> I was just like, I don't know if I want to just start there and just like go all in and just do life. 
in Hawaii. I was like, I've never been, I don't know. So I decided to travel first and I went to a couple of different countries and um, I stayed there like as long as I could. And then um, just being gone for that long and just realizing the things that Germany offered me, I always wanted to stay in Germany anyway. But then going living in those cities, I was like, there's really cool things about those cities. Like I lived in Australia, I lived in Hong Kong, uh, Thailand. But then wait, I was just like, <clears throat> wait a minute, you lived in Australia, and oh yeah, didn't end up being trapped by those Australian women <laughs> because oh, in the navy. Oh yeah, that's another. What yeah, that's I've another. heard about is a black single man moves to Australia, it's over. Boy, because all boy, my drill instructors got in they, trouble. They were like, boy. the look on their face when they tell you about Australia, they're like, Australia, I would have made chief. Oh, I would have made yeah. chief. But my <laughs> ship pulled into Australia, and then, yeah. oh, that's why I'm never going to make chief. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, if you, <laughs> you're on a boat and your ship goes to Australia, oh, you're going to have a great time, but you're not going to make yeah. chief. I'm like, why are you telling me that story? <laughs> like, oh, you need to go to Australia. You're black, you're single. Oh, man, you're not going to make it. I'm like, uh, I don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I want to go. They're like, I Australians had, love, had, yeah. they love, they love military men, especially if you're black. I'm yeah. like, um, okay, yeah. okay. I'm like, uh, then I, I put in my mind, okay, I'm, I'm going to go after I get out of the Navy. But I still haven't gone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was an experience. <laughs> definitely, definitely kind of something like that. But yeah, it's actually, I left Australia because because of that women thing, I was over. I was like, I, I really, I was just like, I want to start life. I don't want to be caught with this women stuff. I don't yeah. want to do this. So um, always, like I said, uh, Germany, because to me, it was like the perfect mixture. It was, it's slow. It's slower, mm -hmm. but it's central to Europe. You know, um, it's not too, too far. Like Australia to go home to Florida, oh, yeah. way too far. It is. You know, like Europe, it's, 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 it's kind of far, of but... Yeah, it's on the other side. It's way too far. But from here, it's not really that far. And I love international flights. Um, and it feels like everything else is still within grasp. You know what I mean? And it's it here for me, it doesn't feel like I'm stuck here. You know, it feels like I want to be. If I went, if I went home, for me personally, if I was in America, I would probably never leave America again. You know, I wouldn't have a reason to. And then I would buy different things. My mindset would be different. The people that I hang with. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ever since I was in Germany, just the feeling that I had the people, like not stressing so much about money and bills. You know, um, their their healthcare stuff, like taking care of me and me being an immigrant and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of different things. It's just like it felt more like home for me, and that's why I chose to come and live here. You know what I mean? Like. A lot of people want to understand that if you haven't lived in different places, I never really like go vacation somewhere. I want to live there for a little bit, mm -hmm. say like two months, three months, just to see how it is, get the feel of it. And there's a lot of different countries that are awesome. And I would, it would be my second, third choice. But Germany was my first because of those reasons. Like just, it's just more relaxed and chill. But it's yeah. also, if you want to be in that scene, if you want to be busy, if you want to do entrepreneurship or have a good job or something like that. If you want to work and something happens, you don't have to, people take care of you. Like even like with this COVID thing, like for me being American, I was like, I understand a lot of people. That's why in America they teach you, like you got to have savings, you got to have a nest egg. You got to yeah. like build a little money on the side in case a rainy day, you know, mm -hmm. 
in Germany, they don't know nothing about no rainy days because the government's going to take care of you at the yeah, end of that, the day. So when I heard like the them minutes. not working, mm-hmm. yeah, they, had, they they weren't working, but they had, they created like this stimulus where they would get paid anyway, like 80% of their check for not working. I was like, in America, if you ain't working, you ain't working. You're not getting paid. Nobody's paying you. And it like, my mindset was just like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate being in Germany, but I was like, that's also, that's also kind of a bad thing. In America, boy, I got to hustle. I don't see it as a bad thing. I see it as responsible governments because that's that's why they got it under control. It's what should have been happening. Even Canada did the same thing. And now they're talking about Mm -hmm. even starting a universal basic income in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it's it's evolved to the next stage. And it's what we should be talking about in America but it's always mm-hmm. about trickle down. Give the yeah. people at the top the, the money. From the top. And then they will give the people. I'm like, no, it hasn't worked in the 80s. It hasn't worked in the 90s. When is it going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> come on. Nah, that will get me started on that. <laughs> but anyway, I got, I, got, I got one question to ask, though. As a veteran, you know, uh, mm-hmm. did you ever file a disability? Disability, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, because um, um, in my time in the army, why? Uh, another reason why I had to get out to uh, my back. I had really bad back problems. Okay. So like from running, like I was really, I was always a heavy set guy, but like running so much, like did my back really bad. And those, so those boots that we wear don't, they're not really good for our feet either. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. So, yeah. They're horrible. So yeah. as so as a veteran with uh with disabilities. How how does the, the the German healthcare um system work for you? Work for me? Well, it's a, for me now. It's separate. So like I have uh disability, but it's not a lot at all. Um, uh, so that's my American side. So I still I still have like an American passport and stuff like that. But now that I'm uh um transitioning into being. German, like I'm, I'm currently like an immigrant or whatever. Like yeah. I don't, I have a visa, like a German visa. Um, I automatic as soon as I got the visa, as soon as I, you know, have my residence here, I get um, healthcare. You know, I get free healthcare. I get, you know, my my courses that I pay for. I mean, the courses that I take to learn German, they're free. Um, I can go to the hospital right now. You know, I have an insurance card for free. Okay. And that's kind of how the yeah. So the the healthcare system is different. If I went to America, I'd be all on American stuff because I'm still American. But uh, yeah, in Germany, it's like once once you establish yourself and get a mm-hmm. visa here, like everything else is taken care of. So as, as a um the the VA system doesn't have anything for you out there. No, it, it might, but I don't need it because I'm not. If I if I was American, like if I was working on an army base or something, yeah. and I only had like my American passport, then I would probably go through the VA. Okay. But because I'm living here, you know, I'm going through all the German stuff. So all right. like their healthcare is like, you know, like if you're coming to live here and all this stuff, everything, you get it basically like I'm a German. All so right. it's like, oh, everything is paid for. Yeah. Okay. Just want to uh, put that out there in case. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple of veterans will listen to this episode. So yeah, in case mm-hmm. any one of them has that um, thought process. And also we, we have lots of Americans who listen to. So yeah, they can yeah. learn something, a tune or two from that. That's what it's all about. Yep. So, um, still on on Germany, 
is there a sliding mm-hmm. door moment in your life where instead of Germany, you get sent to another country? So let's say you were, you're, you're um, going back to when you were in the army. So instead mm-hmm. of you being stationed in Germany, the army sends you to another country. Do you think you would have chosen to settle there? And oh, what country not. would that have been? Definitely not. It's funny and it's weird to say it like that because you you think about those moments. It's those small moments in life that change your whole life. So when I first, uh, like, if, you know, in the Army at that time, I don't know about now, but when you join the Army, you know, you do your first, oh, yeah, I did re-enlist, but you do your first uh, um, enlistment, you know. So I did four years. That's why I did four years. Or no, I did six years. Can't remember. But um, after I was chose to re-enlist again, um, after your first one, and if you deploy and stuff, um, you get a choice to pick where you want to go. And I'll never forget the same thing my recruiter told me is like, boy, if you go to Germany as a black man, boy, boy, you know, you're going to come back with three kids or something, boy. And I was like, man, I was like, dude, I don't want to go to no country because of that, first of all. Second of all, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. But I didn't know anything about Germany, yeah. you know? And at the time, all I wanted to do was go overseas. I just wanted to experience another country. Mm-hmm. So um, the only places, you know, on an army base, I think it's like Korea. Um, there are special assignments in Japan. There's only so many other places you can go overseas I at think, the time. But uh, the big yeah. one was Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I put Germany first on my wish list. But I, if I'm trying to think, if I want to went to Korea, I don't think I would stay in Korea. If I went to Japan, I don't think I would stay in Japan. Like, I just think that, yeah, I just don't see myself in those countries. Probably also, too, because I haven't, like, lived there. But um, after the Germany thing, if I didn't live in Germany now, though, I would probably live in Thailand. I would live in Thailand. Because mm. for me, that was the best fit. I lived there for, like, a year or so. But oh, um, yeah. I, if I didn't come to Germany, I would have never came here. I would have never, never lived here i wouldn't it wouldn't even be a thought in my head and it's funny too like even the youtube thing when i started it yeah um i didn't have know what direction i was doing youtube and at that time like i think i was i think i was the first black male to talk about being black and living in germany and i i looked at like i was doing like youtube research to seeing what i should do and when i seen that like i seen a black girl you know which is a count a youtube counterpart of mine and I was just like, nobody's talking about this. And I don't know, you know? And I was like, all right, well, let me just talk about it a little bit and experience it. But after talking about it, really after living here for like a couple of years, I was like, I just don't see myself anywhere else, but I just can't see myself in Korea. I can't, yeah, it's weird. I just, I, I don't think, if I didn't come to Germany, I would never live here. Not even gonna lie, and that's kind of why I talk about it on my channel. Yeah, because it's important for us people like just that look like us to see this. You know what I mean? It's like true. I, per- I would have never came here. I wouldn't have known any otherwise. But I would have never come to live here. And yeah, I don't see myself living anywhere else actually. I, but if I didn't come to Germany, I wouldn't have traveled to other places. So yeah, I probably, I probably still be home. I definitely probably still be home. Well, that's why it's good to have your voice out there. And- Feel the passion yeah. that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk with about uh, where you are now, and yeah, it's also about educating our people and letting them know because mm-hmm. there's so much misconception that they have about 
uh, Germany and you know and yeah. I don't know if you ever saw this documentary on um, on Dasha Vela um, Afro in Germany. I saw it. Um, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah and, I did see that. I did see that. And I I, I told a couple cool. of friends about about mm-hmm. it, and a lot of people didn't did not believe me when I told them. About, you know, because um, back in 1990, that's when my um, my love of Germany actually began. Because I'm a big mm-hmm. soccer fan, and um, I've never liked England. No, 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 yeah. not, <laughs> no, I, 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 I have English family. Not I, I hate yeah. people, but it's just the British Empire thing that I, I don't um, support. Mm-hmm. I, I've never supported it. And um, even as a kid, I was still a kid then. And um, when West Germany was West Germany back then, and West Germany faced England, you know. Whole family, mm-hmm. whole house. You know, we had a generator, so people came to our house to watch the World Cup, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're supporting England because England has black players." And mm-hmm. I was like the only person saying, "Oh, West Germany will win," because I'm supporting West Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like I'm, I'm in. Uh, what? How old was I then? I think I was seven, eight. And mm-hmm. it's like the whole what? Every adult's like cussing me out, like, "How dare you support? Why are you supporting this country of only white people? They don't like black people." And, <laughs> You know, and I'm like, what? And you know, so it was a little bit traumatic, but I was so happy because West Germany ended up winning and they won the oh, walk off. Yeah, and <laughs> I used to celebrate like Jürgen Klinsmann, like, yeah, I'll be jumping like that. And I love the German <laughs> shit. And I was treated like something was wrong with me because I supported the Germans over yeah. uh, the British. And all the comic books about World War Two that we had always, you know, it was all, uh, and all the stories that I saw about. Um, wars where like the Germans were always the bad people. Everything was Germans, Germans bad, bad, bad. And I was like, ah, oh. oh. you know. So everybody from Germany is just bad, and that was just mm, bad. Yeah. I never knew there were black Germans who existed then. Yeah, because yeah, that's all the it's history that was presented group. to me until later on. I start finding out, and it's like, hey, so. But people kept telling me back then that oh, well, they, the British had black people, and then. You start finding out that it wasn't all black and white like it was mm-hmm. then and then. You know, so it's good that we have people like you on YouTube now talking, and then it's good that we have documentaries bringing out the truth and bringing those people's stories to light and showing that yeah. it wasn't just like this. It wasn't just black and mm-hmm. white back then, and you know, there, there's still a lot of work to be done, and people's stories need to be told. You know, and and that's yeah. that's why I try to bring different voices and and bring different perspectives and let our people know that hey go go out there and travel and see and have a taste yeah. of it for yourself yeah. so now that i've mentioned taste we gotta jump into three topics quickly um what's the best beer that you've had you drink beer beer oh yeah okay yeah, oh, yeah. i gotta make sure okay so what's the best <laughs> beer that you've had is it german or is there a beer that beats german oh. beer but there's not even a question. And that's one thing I would <laughs> I would I would put it to the death of me. Like you can cross I like I can swear this on everybody. German beer is the best beer I have ever tasted in my natural born life. Absolutely the best. I'm telling when I tell you this, no, I'm sorry, I don't want to say it like that, but no beer in any other country I've tasted is as good as German beer. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. I, 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 I have to agree because 
my in-laws do this thing that is crazy. Every time I visit, there's like five, six, mm-hmm. seven different beers. And I'm like, man, when you guys yeah. going to stick to one brand? <laughs> like, oh, Rafael, Rafael, hey, you, this, this one, another one for you. I'm like, this wasn't the one I drank last time, but it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even complain, right? I'm going to drink it. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, you want another one? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, Wait, what is this? Another beer again? It's not the same bottle. There's a different brand. Well, mm, let me try it. Mm, it has a smoky flavor. Mm, yeah, oh, well, yeah. This is made by monks. Oh, well, I'm... Oh, well, it tastes <laughs> good, too. Man, all the beer tastes yeah. good. How am I going to get a favorite? Oh, this is a style. It's really... It's, like, what? it's too much. It's too much. I can work on it. Got so many good beers. Like, look, yeah. this is too, there should be a law against it. There should be a law against it. They all taste healthy. Like there's so many, like nah, I be taking photos and like now nah, I got an album. There's so many photos and every time I go, it's like brand new. I'm like, wait, how am I gonna do it? It's too much. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and that's the thing too. I feel like Germany is like is like the Amazon for beers. Oh, I mean, there's good, so many good, different that's ones. A good way to describe. They come it. from all different places, but yeah. they're all so good in their own different way. Like crazy, absolutely crazy. Oh my! My first uh, night in um, in Havixbeck, my my uh, so my my in laws they had a, they had some events to attend, so they left uh, myself and uh, Verena at home and like, oh Rafael, if you need something to drink, you know, it, it was around winter time, so the drinks were in the back of the house. They were like, oh, just go outside, grab a drink. So like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was all dark, but I just went out there, grabbed the first bottle I saw and. Popped it open and sat down drinking. And then Verena just runs up to me and grabs the bottle. And she's like, I'm sorry. And then runs away with the bottle. And I'm like, um, the black guy has only been here for five minutes. And the last movie we saw before arriving, uh, before going uh, jumping on the plane was Get Out. So I was like, um, okay, is this uh, kind of too soon? Uh, I don't know. Uh, how should I feel? Uh yeah, should I? Um, I don't know, uh, but but it was tea. I was expecting the the problem to come in, not a beer. So and then mm-hmm. she brings the, the same type of bottle back. So I'm looking at her like, uh, what what are you doing? Why did you grab my bottle? Mm-hmm. Why did you run away with my bottle? Is it poison? Or what? Is it Vladimir Putin <laughs> type of thing going on? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you were drinking non-alcoholic. And I was like, oh. what? You guys, there's non-alcoholic beer? And she's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's laughing, and I was like, "Oh, you missed a good opportunity to, to have a play a good one on me. You missed it, but now it's too late. Now I know <laughs> you can't get me no more." <laughs> yep. So after that, every every time I grabbed the bottle, I had to like turn it around and look. Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> no, now, now I can read. Now I can read German. Nah, mm. nah, yeah, I know alcoholic and non-alcoholic. I was like, "Oh, so they make they make the same for every beer." Wow, you're so thoughtful, Germans. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I learned my lesson that first. I was like, nah, I don't suspect. You can poison me if you want to poison me. The beer tastes good. I'm, I'm going to drink it and die happily. <laughs> so um, when it comes to food, mm-hmm. what German food is your favorite? My and where favorite. does it come from? Oh, I would say, for me, my favorite German, my favorite German food is uh, is white sausage. 
sausage. So it's like, it's basic. I don't like there's sausages that make so many different kinds of sausages. Like mm-hmm. this is home of the sausage, you know yeah. what I mean? But the white sausage is like a breakfast sausage. And the, the thing, when I first had it, like the first time I went to somebody's house and had it, I was like, what is that? What is a white sausage and why is it white? <laughs> like what meat <laughs> looks white? Like I don't know any animal that puts out white meat. And I don't even, I still to this day don't know what it's from. But basically it's made, um, you cook it and you gotta, it has skin on top of it. And you gotta cook it like at a certain degree so it doesn't like pop open. You peel open the skin and then it's like a breakfast sausage and you mm. eat it with like hot mustard. Oh, and it okay. sounds really weird. I'm not even a mustard guy. I absolutely, like if I get a hot dog, mm-hmm. I don't want mustard. Me too. But like, it's such a, I don't know how to put, like the taste, the the sausage with the mustard, you got to think I'm American, so I'm growing up on cheese, eggs, and grits, and you know, like yeah. biscuits and bacon and stuff. I love that stuff, but this is like so gourmet. It's it makes me feel posh. Like I got to put mm. my finger up. Like <laughs> I feel fancy. Like you know what I mean. But it's so it's so good, and, and it's not even like once I once you get you know how you eat something that looks weird to you because you never really ate it before. Yeah. Once you get over the fact that it's white and you got to peel it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, then it, it became the best thing ever to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's probably not the most German thing, but it's absolutely delicious. And it's something I would never try unless I came here. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've tried it. I don't think I've, I don't think I've tried that yet. Is it a, is it a Southern yeah. German thing? I I don't know if it's German or Polish. Okay. It might be Polish, but yeah but back in the day obviously like polish polish poland and germany were almost like yeah the same country, yeah, was, like yeah. at that point so oh, old yeah, yeah old super germany. good yeah yeah all right so there's no way i'll have you here without asking about music because i know you've been um doing some stuff with music okay. but yeah. we gotta know about your own personal taste in music so my own personal taste in music yeah, and with you being in Germany, so I'm thinking, should I go with the German, your favorite German um, artist? Artist? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we might as well yeah, introduce us to some German musicians, so music. artists. Well, yeah. I, I like all music. I like all music. Um, I love all music. Um, even like right now, they're playing some rock stuff outside of here. Um, I like all music. I listen to all genres, except for like heavy metal. Like, I'm not that angry. But, um, yeah, me too. Um, I haven't made it to that stage yet. Yeah, it's it's like like I personally like rock music and stuff. Like eh, 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 I can do that sometimes, you know, with fun, friends having fun. If that, I think for me with music, if somebody else is interested in something else, showing like being a part of their interest helps. I mean, makes me interested. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like if somebody likes the opera. I can go to the opera if I go with somebody who really appreciates the opera, because then I can try to like, you know, okay, so what are we looking for? Like, what's interesting about it? And then I like doing stuff like that. And I like doing different things, you know? Yeah. But um, um, here in Germany, uh, my favorite artist is this rapper guy named Crow. He doesn't really rap anymore. But uh, it's... The guy I, with long being hair? In Germany, nah, he's a, he wears a panda mask. Oh, he's okay. a rapper and he wears a Panama. How do you spell he, his name? Um, Crow C R O. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's he makes like it's like rap music, but like the rap here is either like super 
like gangster or it's like fun and he makes like fun rap and it's not like too explicit or something like that and it's fun you know and uh, i took it i took a challenge myself um i started listening to more german stuff so i can learn german faster so that was uh, a big deal for me so i i remember i re- i what's it called remembered i read i God, English is getting hard now that I'm learning hey, German. That, that's But a I, good uh, sign <laughs> that you're learning German properly. Yeah. <laughs> But I, uh, I, yeah, Jesus. It's not remembered, but it's like I knew I I learned all of his lyrics for his song. Wow, that's good. Um, and yeah, so then I, and I did it like in a video and I recited the song. But now my, my it's like a YouTube goal of mine. Now, just because of YouTube, I want to be... I want to see if I can be a legit American YouTube rapper in Germany speaking German. Wow. It's, it's like for YouTube, you got to have goals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like otherwise you're just making videos for no reason. So I started making videos for that reason. And um, actually like one of the big rappers here like shared my reaction video on his story and stuff. It was really cool. But that's my new goal. So I'm thinking like 2021, 22, I want to I rap in German just to like... <laughs> Just hey. see if I can do it. Why not? <laughs> I, I, I believe in you, man. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in you. Look, it, it, it might sound um, it, it might sound funny right now, but trust me, you, you, yeah, you, you, oh yeah, I, I, I believe in you. You, you got something going on. That's uh, yeah. Now, I, I've been too lazy with my German learning, but uh, I mm. think my daughter will be the one to teach me in the long run. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm very. And when your daughter busy. gets older too, you're gonna learn. And that's how I'm kind of learning to, it's like, if you, if you, cause like my daughter, we teach her, we do English and Spanish. I mean, Spanish, we do English and German. So she's on it with both, you know? So I started learning with her and like, she keeps me on my toes. She'll say a word. I'm like, what is that? And I'll look it up. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She ain't gonna be talking crap about her daddy when she get older. Oh, I have. <laughs> I know. My mind is already doing it right now. So yeah, she, she's weird. Mm-hmm. She's way ahead of the curve. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I could do this podcast all day with you because you're just a fun yeah, person to that. talk to. But yeah. um, I, I'll have to, I, I think this would be a good place to um, bring right. it to an end on. And uh, so uh, the final question I'll, I'll wrap up with is uh, something to leave the audience with. Uh, it could be a, a word of advice or just a quote or something from your favorite artist or a book that you've read or or just something inspiring that you just want to leave the audience. Um, okay, yeah, that's easy. I think the biggest thing for me, um, you know, um, just, in a, just to bring it all around, just like you said, um, doing like right now, you know, I'm basically a full-time YouTuber. You know, I'm trying to figure this out, trying to figure that out or whatever. But the goals that I've gotten, anything that I've ever done, I didn't realize what I wanted until I started traveling. Mm. And I think the huge thing with traveling, you know, when I was young, um, I'll never forget there was one, there was one story. There was one uh, moment in my life that happened that I, it, it kind of changed me forever. There was, I remember seeing like this older guy and he was, we were at the gas station and I was really just sitting in the car. I was waiting for somebody to come out the gas station. And I'm sitting in the car and I see this old guy approached by this younger dude. And this younger guy's like, yo, man, like you're looking to buy a car. I got this one car right here. Like I'm selling it for $800. And 
He's like, yeah. He's like, okay. And the old guy's like, okay, what do you, what do you want? He's like, yo, man, the car has like air conditioner. It has this, it has that. It has, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm just trying to sell it really quick. Cause I got to do something. I forgot what it was. So the old man looked at the young guy and he was like, dude, I'm 60 years old. Like, what do I want with the car? Like an $800 car. He's like, at my age, like, why would I invest in something like this? If I had, if I had $800 to just throw away right now, I would take a trip to Paris or to here or to there. And I would do this. I would do that for a week or something and, um, you know, and have a good time and then come back, you know, and still have money to spend, you know, like, why would I want to put money in your car? And at the time it was weird to me because I, w- I was like, shit, man, like if you would ask me, I would buy your car. Like that's, that's yeah. a good deal, you know, but I didn't understand the, the importance of traveling and seeing different things to change your mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time, like I, I was like being Amer- like a black kid in America growing up. The first thing I wanted when I joined the army with a, for my $20,000 bonus was like an old school Chevy, you know, just to say I had one, you know, the first thing I wanted to do when I got some money was to buy some big rims, to buy this and get that, to make it seem like, you know, I'm living bigger than life when I'm not. Yeah. The, the big change that came in my life is when I left America and I seen how other people lived, like going to going to Thailand and seeing how poor people are super poor, but they're happy. It's one of the happiest countries in the world because they have that sense of family because they actually appreciate the little things that they get, you know, going to in Hong Kong, you know, being them, their country starting to now, you see how like the riots are coming, yes. being oppressed by China and how they, they have the sense of community and they, they appreciate everything they got. Same thing, um, going to Australia and realizing that I'm not at home anymore, like nowhere close to it. So now I have to start on my own and like I don't have that, that comfort of like being able to just call my brother or my mom to help me if I don't have money or something. Mm-hmm. It's the, the big thing with traveling and getting out of yourself is to have a bigger perception of life you know and just like we said before with that that black that mindset of like oh my god i'm the only black person like i never thought like that once i started living here you know living in a country where you know they don't care it was so foreign to me it was so weird and like like i said like i I love my country to death america all day but you know you see how we're keep repeating or keep repeating the same thing you know we're repeating it's 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 like we're we're making the wheel again and again and we wonder like what's the problem like obviously there's a problem like there's the people how we think you gotta get out of your own bubble and see how people are in the army i met people that never met a black person before and then they tell me you know hey man you're really cool for a black person you know my parents raised me to be racist but coming here like i meet you and i've always tried to be that you know like a good role model to black people it's it's like a burden that you carry. My mom talked about it before too, but it's a burden you carry. Like I want people to look at me and be like, you know what? Black people aren't that bad. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my goal when I meet random people that aren't black. You know what I mean? Like that's my goal and always put out a good perception. But I didn't realize this until I started traveling and seeing that other people think differently and it's okay to think differently, but you have to get out of your own comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah to realize this, you know, and I didn't realize how American I was until I left America. That's how it is. So that's a big thing I would say is just like anybody, if they can, it's not traveling. It's not even about just like leaving, going to have a good time, having a vacation, 
but really take that time to think about who you are in relation to the rest of the world and how you can better yourself or how, you know, taking pieces, bits and pieces of the other places and putting it into your repertoire will help you in your life become a better person. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's yeah, yeah, just that. beautiful and powerful. Especially when you mentioned black people carrying a body. And I think it's something that we do everywhere, no matter where we're born, uh, where we were raised. It's one thing that mm -hmm. um, subconsciously we, we, are we are trained to do. And we, we are trying to be ambassadors for our uh for the next generation for th those yeah. who have been before us and you know um, mm -hmm. i was listening to don lemon's podcast earlier in the day and he was um the episode on um do the does black uh does black lives matter in sports and he played a clip from um jackie robinson um in 1963 talking um, at a civil rights uh, movement uh, meeting or protest. I can't recall which one. And he's, in Jackie Robinson's own words, he's talking about a police officer's uh, knee on, an, on a black woman's neck mm -hmm. in 1963. And yeah. it, 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 we know the problem, but we just don't want to address the problem. We just go around the problem and that's what we keep having in America. But in other places, we see more of an effort to address the problem. And it's mm -hmm. an issue of how they address the, pro the implementation that we can have a discussion. Is it perfect or not? But there was never a perfect solution. But there's more of an an effort to uh, to tackle it. Unlike here, where there's always like, oh, should, let's dance around it instead of mm -hmm. have yeah. that discussion. Because I always mention my first time I went to a museum in in um in Munster, excuse me in i went to a museum in Munster, and i was in i was surprised when i read the the world war ii history the stuff that was in a german museum and it, they didn't sugarcoat anything about the nazis and i was like this is not oh they, they some bad people came and some bad people did this mm -hmm. and then the good people and Man, they put yeah. the truth and you see everything, the whole truth everything. and it's not like and yeah. it didn't even start with just enough they put the whole town's history there and you saw some mm -hmm. ugly things that happened in that town i'm like wow this is what history should look like and you're learning yeah. something and you're like okay these were where mistakes were made so we do not repeat mm -hmm. these mistakes again going forward and that's what history yeah. is supposed to look like that's how yeah. you address it and that's all we are asking for not uh we are not threatening anybody and that's why we, we don't need to carry a body on our mm -hmm. shoulders all the time and if that scares yeah. anybody then you need to ask yourself why is that a threat to you mm -hmm. you know yeah and, it's very true yeah very true so that's uh, powerful stuff right there yeah thank you brother well all thanks goes to you too for coming on the podcast so please plug yourself in for those who are not familiar with you, where they can find you and how they can follow you. And I'll put that, I'll add all that to the show notes, please. All that good stuff. Well, yes. I'm Chris in Germany. I'm American that lives in Germany. Currently, I'm pursuing a career as a filmmaker uh, right now, showcasing um, all the beautiful stuff about Germany in a very cinematic way. If you want to 
check me out. It's just Soldier of Life on YouTube or Chris in Germany to see like the fun stuff. Yeah, that's it. All righty, be sure to follow him. And I'll uh, add the links to the show notes, and he'll be tagged on all social media also. And um, we'll definitely have to do a part two down the line, and because there's, oh, yeah. there's more beautiful stuff for us to talk about and cover. And I'll definitely let you know when I'm coming to Germany. Or I'll probably be next. We'll be next. We're supposed to come this year, but we we'll moved it to next year. So we'll be, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. next year. <laughs> but we'll, whenever we're allowed yeah, to get out of America. Two, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta do a part two when I become a German rapper. Oh, hey. hey, you can feature me in your video. I don't know if I'll do the dancing, but hey, I got I got a dark oh, board stomach now. But hey, I, I can sit in the corner and just make signs. <laughs> but I can't thank you enough, brother. Appreciate you for coming on the pod again. Hey, all pleasure and love, and keep doing what you're doing and excelling. And thank you again. Gotcha. All right. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoyed the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.